When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times! Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Producer Lindsay. Well, guys, what you need to know is the Dodgers are not underdogs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just saying when you have two uh, yeah, Cy Young candidates and a two 300 career hitters that are MVP candidates, you're not an underdog. Who are the, but can- anyway. who are the candidates? Anyways, go on, go on, go on. I mean, last year, like Julio Odias and Kershaw. Year. What about this year? Well, again, go- last year would indicate going into this year, would it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, exactly. what do you need to know? Exactly, Beto. Exactly. Someone <laughs> actually pulls out some stats and you get quiet. Okay. No, first of okay. all, yeah, no stats here. No okay. numbers. Okay. There's no math. <laughs> okay. All right. Dimino, what do you got? Um. So, update on the llama situation. As... <laughs> Everybody uh, who's in the circle of trust, and if you're not in the circle of trust, that's our uh, show community, Sedano and Cap show community. You just go to uh, communities on Twitter and search Sedano and Cap, and uh, you can request to be let into the circle because you have to be approved because, you know, there's bots. Um, so Pepe's Llama is a thing. So we're trying to get a real llama at Black Gold Golf Course next Friday for the uh, Big 710 golf outing. And I've been working on this for like two weeks now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I got an update today oh. from Tommy Lamb, head of the Fun and Games Department here at ESPN 710. Uh-oh. And he says, quote, Lindsay, spoke to the GM today again. Turns out they can't have a llama on site after all, even oh. if it is in the parking lot. Too many things can go wrong. And Morales chimed in with a, I sensed the city stepped in and wasn't thrilled with the idea. And I said, really? Even with an insurance situation? And Morales mm. said, I don't think they have llama insurance. I mean, don't they, don't they just, <laughs> is, that what, is that a llama that's sound? A llama sound. That's, <laughs> that's disturbing. That's what that again, is. Play it again, play it again, punch. So weird. It's like somebody stuffed a sock in Chewbacca's mouth. <laughs> is that is that somebody doing the llama? No, noise? that's an actual like, llama. Actual llama sound effect. Yeah, I thought it was Morales making the llama noise after he found out he can't do it. Uh, yeah, that's disturbing. That's <laughs> so, very disturbing. Sorry, guys, no llama after all. So now we need to move to Plan B. All right. So in other words, we're going to delete Pepe's llama. It's gone. No, we're not deleting. What do you mean, delete Pepe's llama? Why are you trying to delete Pepe's llama, Beto? We don't don't need him. What are you talking about? Doesn't a llama fall under, like, I don't know, like some sort of calamity clause or something like that? I mean, there's got to be some sort of animal type clause. And my point was that anybody who's got, like, a llama to rent is going to show up to any event with llama insurance, like a waiver. You know, they got this all under control because, yes, things can go wrong and they've got it covered. But I guess black gold is, you know, they're not, they're not in, you're, they're not you're down the, best with the part is Black gold, by the way, is a beautiful golf course in Yorba Linda. That's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort. Uh, and Chris has been living there. That's yeah, his been his vacation. Been playing 36 holes. That's golf. rough. And yeah, that seems awful. It must be nice. Uh, some of us got to show up to work once a year for me. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a really nice course. Mm-hmm. Beautiful neighborhood. Very quiet. Uh, 
not many people go and play it. It's it's expensive to play. It's well done, well maintained. This feels like a NIMBY situation then with the whole Galama thing. No, this feels, you know what this feels like? Damn it. What did we get ourselves into? Every single day, <laughs> instead of talking about the golf tournament, it's the 19th hole. I'm bringing a degenerate golfer friend mm-hmm. um, who's, um, this, how do I say it, is um, promising not to get drunk before noon. Uh, before noon. Yes, before Got noon. It. But once noon hits, all oh, bets are off. It's all over. Um, there's a 19th hole. Mm-hmm. There's a llama. And it's just a party, party, oh, party. And you know, they're thinking like, can you guys promote the golf course and not a llama you know destroying you our guys, grass? You guys are talking to the people at Black Gold and you're like talking about all this stuff. And in their head, all they're hearing is... I just want to say that like having Pepe's llama there would probably... I mean, it would definitely like increase, you know... There'd be a lot. I feel like it would bring in a whole extra crowd, which means more spending, more more drinking, more eating, more money. But But hey, it's also probably the the same crowd that followed Happy Gilmore around on. Yes, so what's wrong with that? that. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that film. (laughs) I am degenerate friend. I'm bringing these people. Beto (laughs) is Happy Gilmore. I have a truck. I am loading it up. A truck. Yes, I am loading. I just got new tires. We're ready to go. Beto is Mexican Happy Gilmore. Yes, that's how I play. Okay. Uh, gonna have a good old time so just because she told us no Lindsay, doesn't mean we're gonna listen that's true exactly so we're about to get real creative maybe not a llama but maybe you know Lindsay has a dog named chewy who can mm, be dressed up there it is it's kind of i feel like it might be too hot for um, chewy funch we're gonna get you a llama outfit oh i'm too skinny to be a llama i don't know are you the llamas <laughs> are, are fair they're very <laughs> yeah. smelt yeah, yeah. yeah llamas are tall and they're skinny just smelt. like you funch. funch are you going to the golf tournament i hopefully i'm invited that's you, on Bergman right yes, now. Yes, Funch, you are going. Hopefully, because, hopefully invited. I don't because know. Because you weren't, you, you aren't running the board that day because you're going to, to the golf tournament. Funch, you're my plus one. You could be in my group. So I'm, I'm down. I'm all right, there down. it is. Okay. There it is. It's all done. Now, my, my foursome, we're all wearing llama outfits. You gotta go get a llama outfit, Funch. Where do you acquire a llama outfit? Tipsy Elves sells actually a llama Tipsy outfit. Tipsy Elves is my, one of my sponsors. A little shirt. I know, I and I saw somebody yeah. put in the circle that they sell one. <laughs> Funch, you gotta get a llama outfit. I'll rock it. I am yeah! totally, I am, I am on Tipsy Elves right now. Let's I am go. looking up Beto, llama outfits. Since they're your guys. I'll reach out to them. Yeah. Have them send oh, us a llama oh, outfit for Funch and we got this. We wow. Got this. There's Funch. You, and if Funch doesn't want to wear it, you know Casper will. Oh, Funch, you'll wear a llama outfit? I mean, I'll wear a llama shirt. Well, no, no, no. No, well, there's, there's a whole, there's a yeah. men's llama costume here that I'm looking at. Know. It's got like a kente cloth uh, uh, scarf that goes along Fudge. with it, too. You're the skinniest one. You won't sweat that much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think about it. Yeah. Give, him you won't, give, give him a couple. You won't sweat that much. Yeah, give him a couple tequila mandalas, and he'll be fine. Fudge, I'll get you a outfit. bottle. Don't tempt me, no. Uh, oh, uh, don't tell me about alcohol. Fudge, a bottle. Uh, oh, my man. personal stash. Man, no. no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk about it after. Yeah, for for anybody who doesn't know, real quick, um, <laughs> as far as the llama talk goes, so Pepe Mantia, who comes in, you know, and sits in on the shows all the time. He's always at all of our events. Uh, the one day he came in and he was like so hyped to show us that he was at the Beck concert, which was at I forget what what um, venue or- it was Orange at County. in Orange County, and. He she he goes, you guys, there was a llama at the concert, and he showed us all a picture, and sure enough. It's like standing on a hill, yeah, like, just enjoying the show, because yeah. who doesn't like Beck? I like, enjoy Beck. Yeah, and he was like, I'm isn't that crazy? There was a llama there. So now then someone made a Pepe's Llama Twitter account, and so now we're trying to get like a real llama to come to a station event. That'll be next Friday, Black Gold Golf Club, and uh, for those wondering about my friend, the general golfer, he will be showing up. 
there's a friend of mine who said he wants to play. Mm-hmm. He's not playing, but he's going to show up. He booked the hotel room yesterday, Linz. He's ready to go. And he got a two and a half star hotel. That's the kind of guy he is. So he's, you know, with Antonio Brown. Yeah. As he says, 18 holes of golf, 18 beers. Absolutely, my friend. The math checks out. <laughs> it really does. By the way, um, another llama update. Oh, so. uh, good friend of mine and Marcus's, Adam Rank, listening to the show. He says he has a llama guy. Uh oh. You know what? If anyone has a llama oh, guy, Adam, Adam Rank, Rank would have a llama guy. <laughs> he absolutely would. All right. 100%. We might have to finagle this. Well, Adam, does you know so much about the NFL? We're not talking about that. Let's do the, let's rank llamas right now. Let's okay. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, there's the Dalai Lama. Uh, that's all I got. Pepe's llama? Pepe's, Pepe's llama. llama. That's it. And, yeah. That's all I got. Michael Jackson's llama? Oh, yeah. Oh. And Beto's friend with the llama. Yes. So we got four llamas here. That's there way is. more llamas than I would have come up that's with on my That's my fantasy own. team this year. Four llamas. Four llamas. Oh. We got it. <laughs> we are solving problems like on this show. It's like four loco. Four loco, four llamas. We, we're we... solving problems. Oh, what a mess. Uh, <laughs> Beto Duran, Marcus Grant on 710 ESPN. Sedano and Cap come back next week. Hopefully sooner than that. Uh, <laughs> We are uh, running the show right now. We're going to get to fantasy for this hour. Now, Marcus, your official title is? Uh, fantasy analyst for NFL media. So you know what that sounds like? What's that? Very, very professional. It sounds very professional. How much do you devote to fantasy on a normal day this time of year? This time of year, uh, I mean, it probably is. It's, it is kind of an eight hour a day, if, or not, or if not more, uh, sort of gig for me. Okay. Yes. And that's for your work. Yes. Now, for your personal, how many leagues are you in? Uh, I, I'm probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 15. I haven't done the full accounting yet. What? I have not done the full accounting yet. How do you yet. even do that? Here's the thing. When, like, when you talk to other people in this industry who do this job, I am probably on the lower end of the scale Stop with it. my 15. How? I, I really don't know because 15 is enough for me. I feel like I need to cut down and I never seem to be able to yeah. do it. We did this talk at Hollywood Park Casino a couple of weeks ago yes. when, uh, Kirk Morrison was there, DeMarco Farr was mm-hmm. there, Pepe was there, no llama, uh, when the 710 ESPN had their fantasy draft. So we talked about it and I want to bring it back up because I want to see if the number went up and you said 15 a day. And uh, yeah. I think, 15. I think, I think we're holding steady, but I by think, the end of the weekend, I will have a full accounting of how many and how many of those are NFL network where you have to play in those forms. Uh, there are, let me see, two, probably two or three are, are NFL network related. There's a bunch just with other people who are in the fantasy industry. Okay. Uh, a couple charity leagues. And then I have like two or three leagues that are just kind of more friendly, fun okay. leagues. You're married. Yes. You have kids. I have a child. Yes. Do they see you this time of year? Uh, only because, you know, You're I, I, house? I have to, you know, eat and shower and that sort of thing. But yes. What does your kid tell their, her friends? Uh, well, he, he actually- Oh, you have a son. Okay. He's four, so he doesn't oh, really okay, care. Okay, okay, he doesn't okay. really care. But my wife plays, and oh. she has, she has given me a hard time because she's like, how is it that I, you know, previously was dating and now married to the NFL's fantasy football guy, and I've never won my league. <laughs> right? So, it is, it is hard, and like, she's got a draft Ooh. tomorrow. And I'm going to have to be on standby to help her through this draft. And the pressure's on. That, honestly, I don't really care as much about my leagues. I care more about her league because I don't want the pressure of her not having success. 
Do you play in a league against her? I do not. Good for you. Yeah, no, I'm not. Smart man. I'm not. That's that. No support. We can we can you know co co manage a team, but I will not. I will not play against. So safe to say, fantasy consumes you this time of year. Yeah, from you know from late August to basically the first of the year. This is my life. All right. So coming up, if you want to get in on some questions about fantasy, not go too hardcore, but just like, hey, what do I do in the first round, second round? All that stuff. Send them. Uh, I can tweet me at Durant Sports or your Twitter, Marcus, is? Uh, Marcus G. M-A-R-C-A-S-G. Or you can send them in the circle of trust. We will try to get to as many as possible because a lot of drafts are happening this weekend. A lot of them this weekend. Mine is on Sunday, and I got some questions because I got to figure out. Oh, I've actually figured out that my league has 12 people, not 10. Um, and That's they, important. Yeah, well, they told me, look at the group chat and how many guys are in here. So. Smart. There it is. There yeah. it is. So I will get a lot of help from Marcus. All that coming up. Fantasy Talk with Marcus Grant coming up on 710 ESPN. And coming up next Friday, we've been talking about it. The 10th annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. Special thanks to our partners, Rouse, Tequila Mandala, the official tequila of the 19th hole, and Black Bear Diner. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Dove Shop on a Friday. Funch, bring it in. About the Duran, Marcus Grant on 710 ESPN. George in Syracuse right now. Get ready for Syracuse. Colgate on the ACC Network. Cappy being Cappy somewhere. We miss them both. They will be back on Tuesday. All right. Let's get going with Fancy Talk with expert Marcus Grant. Marcus? Yes. What is, and I'm going to ask the basic question, because I know there's people out there who are like, I play fantasy, but I really don't know it, or I don't know much about it. Right. I said in the back, I'm asked the dumb questions here. What's PPR? Points per reception. So every time your player catches the ball, you get a point for that. All right. How, what kind of leagues are there out there? There are. Well, there's so many. There's PPR, which generally is, is the most popular nowadays. Uh, you've got, you've got kind of your regular redraft leagues, which is what, again, most people play in. You have, uh, what are called either, you know, auction or salary cap leagues. I know producer Lindsay, uh, just had one of those kind of drafts. Those are a little bit more complex because, uh, the per, the, the premise is you get 200 fake dollars and you have to, you know, build a whole roster using that money. So you have to sort of bid on players and, you know, give them a salary essentially. Okay. Um, and figure that, that out. Sounds really complicated. It is complicated. It is, it is sort of advanced level. It's fun. Those drafts take a little bit longer. Okay. Too. Now, oh, my- it took, it took almost four hours. Yeah. They take a little oh, longer. No, 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 Which no, no. at the, at, once I got, so, I'm one of those people where this has worked out for me. This is the second year. I've been doing this league, my brother's league, for like 15 years. Um, we've always done a regular draft, but we switched to auction last year, and everyone liked it, so we did it again this year. And I spent 
uh, 150 of my $200 on four players. But I got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, B. John Robinson, and what was the other one? Cooper Cup. Okay. So that's a lot of money for four players. That's a lot. You know what? I don't care because my team's really good. You've got four really good players at the top. So obviously Lindsay is really, really good and really, really into it. I'm not. Okay. I'm a casual. I said it the other day on the show. I've played since the 90s where Mm -hmm. we used to have to get the USA Today and get the box score. Somebody was writing that up. And every Friday we had to turn in our roster, all that good stuff. Dorsey Levins was a big guy for me back then. Yeah. Dorsey Levins had a great fantasy career. Yeah. He was a good fantasy guy for me. Now I am involved with just a bunch of guys where we get together once a year and this is our draft. And it's cool. We get a bunch of food. We have a good time. And I usually pass out by the fifth. It's round. an excuse to have a party. And it was my son would run the team, and I was like, on Friday is when I set up my lineup. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. I'm going on waivers and figuring that out. Right, there. right. All right. So now, I think there's a lot of people like me where they're casual and they want to go on. Sure. And I started doing my research last night at about two in the morning, and I read a story that it's no longer about running backs. You don't draft running backs anymore. Not, is that the new thing? Not as heavily in the first round as you used to. It you used know, to be draft running back, running back, running back, that's it. Right. It used to be, you know, in a 10 or 12 team league, probably 10 of the first round picks were going to be running backs. Nowadays, that number's down to about four running backs maybe in the first round, and the rest are usually wide receivers and then maybe Travis Kelsey. The tight end. The tight end. Because Travis Kelsey was, you know, you always, you, in most leagues, you only start one tight end. And mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey uh, was so much better than the second best tight end that it made it worth it to, to reach and grab him in the first round. Okay. Now, this is completely different. There's a lot of people listening right now like, I'm the casual guy. Where I, I, don't, I don't want to suck. The times have changed. Because in my league, if you come in last or mm-hmm. second to last, you have to buy the booze for the following year. So second to last also? So basically if you're playing in the, you know, at the end, like you're... Yeah, you're, the last two guys have to buy the booze. Okay. And you take requests of the 10 other guys. What do you want? I want a bottle of Dom. All right, got to get it. Dom, wow. Bottle of 1940. Got to get it. Wow. Uh, because... It's it's an expensive league, but it's a we want to shame you. That's of what course. We, I mean, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's having, the point. They're having friends. Um, <laughs> so how do I avoid going into the final two? What should be my strategy? Make sure you get yourself a good wide receiver in the first couple of rounds. Really, for sure. Because while there are a lot of them, that position tends to hollow out really quickly. A lot of people are drafting a lot of wide receivers, so that position thins out really quickly. Make sure you get yourself a really good one in the first two rounds. Um, you know, I would try to get a, a good tight end early. If you don't get Kelsey, guys like Mark Andrews, uh, you know, Darren Waller, uh, George Kittle, it's good to get those early because again, they're probably only, you know, eight or so really consistent quality tight ends. So you, you don't really want to miss out on that position. So those are two, those are two positions you want to make sure you lock up. Pretty early in the draft. Now, the story I was reading, I think it was in The Athletic, about how receivers can give you 40 extra points uh, than compared to the running On back. average, yeah. What has changed? Basically, PPR. has. So, originally, what PPR was created for, points per reception, it was originally created because running backs dominated fantasy football so much that people wanted a way to sort of even the playing field for wide receivers. So they created points per reception. That way, wide receivers had a little bit more value. They had a little bit more production. Well, 
That was before the NFL became such a pass-heavy league and the rules became slanted toward quarterbacks and wide receivers. Now it's gotten so pass-heavy and teams throw the ball so much that wide receivers have had a distinct advantage and the running backs that we do like early are the guys who catch a lot of passes. Uh, so like an Austin Eckler. So Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. These guys catch the ball a lot, so they have added value as running backs. So that that's what's different. Now. So running backs are ju- in fantasy are just like they are in the NFL. They have no- become that way, yeah. Because since since teams tend to use multiple running backs uh, throughout the year, they don't have the same kind of uh, it. You know, you don't have a lot of guys that are going to get 300 carries anymore. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. Again, so um, Tom Rathman. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, seriously, those, like, you know, it used to be, say, a guy, like, I'm trying to think, like, Sean Alexander back in the day for the Seattle Seahawks. He was a guy who would run the ball a ton. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of guys like that now. I mean, Derrick Henry will, will probably get close to 300 carries. Nick Chubb might get that sort of, of work now. Uh, but unless you're catching the football, it's hard to have first round value in fantasy leagues. Yeah, okay. All right. So we're going to get this right now. Obviously. We're going to spend the entire hour on this fantasy. So if you're not a fantasy guy, sorry, but there's a lot of people going on right now. You're listening to 710 ESPN. We have a lot of stupidity throughout the week, but right now, when there's a chance to make some money and, and embarrass your friends, we're all about that. I'm going to lock in on this zone right here. So we, I do see the uh, questions coming in on Twitter. Uh, Marcus G is where you want to follow him. Yep. Uh, I'm at Durant Sports. You can send it to us. And also, if you're in the Circle of Trust, we will go to the Circle of Trust people questions first. But let's... uh Get right here, the rankings, before we break. Okay. You said the receivers, 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 receivers. Mm-hmm. In most leagues, receivers are going to go one, two, three, four? Probably. Certainly the first two picks are probably going to be Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase in a lot Hold of leagues. On, let me write this down because so, I don't have a computer. There you Just, go. Justin Jefferson. What team is he on? The Minnesota Vikings. All right. And I'm not being a smart aleck about that. I just don't know. All right, so I haven't bought a book yet. There you I, go. I used to go buy a book at. <laughs> the, the magazine still exists. They do. I, they absolutely still exist. Uh, you All know. Right. So Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. Who, Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. Jamar Chase from the Bengals. Oh, I love him. I had him last year. Yeah, he will probably go second in a lot of drafts. Uh, then at number three, you can go a couple of different ways. You can go with a running back like McCaffrey or Eckler. Uh, you can go with Tyreek Hill from the Miami Dolphins, if you like. Three is sort of, you've got options at number okay. three. All right, so give me your top five receivers, because you're telling me that receivers is what i got to get. Yeah. Uh, right now, i go Jefferson, okay. uh, Chase, Tyreek Hill. He's on the... Tyreek Hill of the, uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah, he went to the... Uh, last year was his first year in Miami. So uh, he'll be Explain number three. Explain to me like I'm a second grader. That, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. So Tyreek Hill, three. Stephon Diggs for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, he's good. At number four. And five for me right now, It Cooper Cup being hurt has knocked him down the list a little bit. That hamstring is That hamstring makes me a little bit nervous. So right now, number five is probably C.D. Lamb for the Dallas Cowboys. So Lamb and then... Cooper probably for six, maybe? Cooper maybe six or seven at this point. Because, look, when he's healthy, he's still one of the best receivers in the league. I just, yeah, I'm just worried that it may take him a couple of weeks to get back on the field. All right. So, again, Marcus Grant's list of receivers Justin yep. Jefferson, Vikings, Jamar Chase, Bengals, Tyreek Hill, Dolphins, Stephon Diggs, Bills, and CeeDee Lamb from the Lions. Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> right. Same colors, though. Yeah. Silver like and blue. Them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, those all going to go in the first round? Those guys will probably all go in the first round. So, in other words, if one of them's there, just grab him. Pretty much, yeah. 
Hmm. Yep, right. that's one right. of your guys. All right, so that's my strategy. Uh, receiver in the first round is a strategy. Receiver in the first round is a strategy. Now, do you know where you're picking? No, yet? no, I don't know yet. What spot yet? Okay. No, no, no. You don't we're, know yet. We're, we're not going to get complicated, convoluted with these people. I'm just saying we're going to get the list of it. Yeah, okay. All right, so those are the receivers, the yes. top receivers. So Jefferson, Chase, Hill, Diggs, and C.D. Lamb. Coming up, we're going to ask Marcus the questions you've been sending on Twitter and also get his top 10 board. All that and more on 710 ESPN. Bethel Durant, Marcus Grant. Do, talking some fantasy because there's a lot of fantasy going on this weekend. And you know what else is going on next week? The 710 ESPN golf tournament. And where's it going to be at? At Black Gold Golf Club in your Belinda. And one thing you want to know is that Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino is our, are our official sponsors as well as Ralph's Tequila Mandala. And tequila Mandala is the official tequila of the 19th hole. Black Bear Diner, thank you so much. It's the 10th Annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks, Christopher. No TV theme today because there aren't any on our list. You know, sometimes there just isn't. I mean, it is Dr. Phil's birthday, but I don't think that Dr. Phil has does a very have a theme good song? theme song. I don't yeah. think it even has a theme song. I think he song, does, does but it's just not a good one. So okay. we'll get right into Radio Tinder. That's All right, bad. guys. So this story is kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's Labor Day weekend. There's going to be a lot of gatherings, partying, whatever. And in New York City, uh, police are going to be dispatching drones to spy on large gatherings looking for potential disturbances. Oh, uh, what? They said, quote, if a caller states there's a large crowd, a large party in a backyard, we're going to be utilizing our assets to go up and check on the party. And by assets, he means drones with cameras. Uh, He said that these spy drones will be used for both non-priority calls and priority calls. Um, A lot of people are a little upset about this. So do you guys guys have a problem with the uh, police using drones to spy on parties? Absolutely. Right. I'm swiping left on that. Left and left and left and more. Absolutely. You have a problem. That means you're swiping right. Oh, Oh, swiping right. right, right, Okay, well, swiping right. See, I'm so confused. Right. I have no idea. Like, it's got me all turned around. Absolutely. Especially if you've got nosy neighbors or just just busybody neighbors who just want to cause problems. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is bad because as a guy who lives in a neighborhood where there's Banda playing at midnight, um, you can't be sending the drones over here. Right? No, this is uh, this is Big Brother. This is a terrible idea. I get it, and they're going to justify saying safety reasons. Blah 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 blah. No, this is Big Brother watching way too much. Nah, man. So there's actually like a group that's called Stop Surveillance Technology Oversight Project. 
which is claiming that NYPD is breaking the law by doing this. They said even before these drones get off the ground, NYPD is already breaking the law uh, because it requires public notice and comment before launching new surveillance programs. So, but I mean, what do you do when the police are breaking the law, right? That's crazy. I mean, what do you do when the police are breaking the law? I mean, did you guys see those robots that look like dogs, the really scary ones? Yeah, we've seen them. You see them in casinos, too. I just, really? I just want yeah. the dog-looking ones that yeah. are all, like on four legs. Yeah, I just oh. want engineers and like the inventors of these things. Just please, just watch one science fiction movie. Just yeah. one. That's all I'm asking. Mm. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't end up coming to um, LA anytime soon. But honestly, it wouldn't surprise me because I feel like oftentimes like these big cities are the pilot <laughs> programs for these things. But yeah. Yeah, that kind of sucks. So don't party if you're in New York City this weekend. Jeez. Speaking of sci-fi, it's not even about the acting the fool part. It's just the privacy part. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 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 All right. So speaking of sci-fi, Marcus, mm-hmm. thirty sheep were recently found dead with two <laughs> tiny holes in their heads, no eyes, and no brains on two separate farms in Peru, and the locals suspect that a chupacabra may be to blame. And, you know, that makes sense because for those unfamiliar, chupacabra literally means goat sucker. Yep. So the sheep were killed in Peru um, on the land of two different farmers. And like I said, uh, they had 16 sheep killed on one and 14 on another property. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that the chupacabra is real? Swipe left or swipe right, Beto? Don't exist. So you're swiping left? All left, all day. There's, especially when you come from countries like that, where the folklore and it's always like, oh, we're gonna go here, we're gonna go there. It's it's just an animal going crazy. It's a pack of animals. Wait, doing but time it. out. If they have two little holes in their heads and their brains are gone and their eyes are gone, like, don't you think like most animals are just gonna like, you know, they're just gonna go to town on these things? Something's going on up there, man. Especially when you're in the jungles or in the hills, wherever you may be. No, there's no chupacabras, man. It's just, it's my drunk uncles or my buddy, my buddy Edgar who believe in this kind of stuff. Man. I, I, I kind of am to like cryptozoology and stuff like that. Crypto, like, oh, right? I, I love cryptozoology. Cryptozoology. Ah, see? I watched the whole X-Files episode when I was in college about the chupacabra. Absolutely. Mulder, Scully. I want to believe the truth is out there. Yeah. All of it. Uh-huh. On Fox, of course. You know? But yeah. like, like, you know, chupacabras, yetis, no. Loch Ness oh, the monsters. Are real. I've seen the yeti. Oh, yeah. The only yeti I need is in my drink. No. I mean, I've got one right here full of water. Exactly. Water. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think there's, cause I think there are things out there that we will never know or see or fully understand. There's a lot of things out there that we don't we don't get. I mean, Chupacabra could be one of them. I mean, we're only one planet in this universe among all the all other right. universes. Now I know what they're talking about when they say alien talk starts early. So 5:34, Lindsay Baseball brings <laughs> the alien talk. I'm just saying, like I don't know. I've I've watched. I so growing up, I loved Unsolved Mysteries, even though it scared the bleep out of me. I loved that show A and E in search of, and where they would do all kinds of like ghost stories or they did one on like the Amityville horror which by the way there's a great new documentary on the Amityville house which a lot of that was a big old scam by the way but anyway I love that kind of stuff you're not really helping your case by saying no the Amityville thing like that's one one thing where it started as just like folklore and then these people just trying to try to exploit it for money um but for the most part like I agree in lot I I think that the Yeti's real I think Chupacabra's real I think ghosts are real I believe in all that stuff what's not real 
Um, I don't the know. Dodgers is underdogs, yeah, apparently. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what else isn't real? The llama coming to black gold next Friday. Mm, maybe. Womp, womp. Oh, All right. Anyway, so uh, next one here. So we talked about Paris Jackson the other day because people were angry at her. They were mad online about her not posting like a tribute to her dad on his birthday because it would have been his 65th birthday two two days ago, which is completely ridiculous. Well, uh, in said video, you know, Paris Jackson's talking. She pulls her hair up and people realize that she has hair under her arms which is not something I feel like most women typically have, but people started losing it on her over that. People were, like, shaming her for not having her armpit shaved, which, I mean, that's not that's not how I go. Like, I think that's kind of, you know, that's not my thing. But I wanted to ask you guys, do you think it's really gross if a girl doesn't shave her underarms? Swipe left or swipe right. Marcus, you go first. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swipe left on that. Again, like, it's not necessarily... My thing, but do you, you know, mm-hmm. be you, be comfortable, do whatever you want. And like when you're Paris Jackson and you are the heir to the Jackson throne, do you really care? Does it really, does it really matter to you? But no, do you go out and be comfortable? Like, that's cool. By yeah. the way, she's gorgeous. She is such a beautiful woman. She is so pretty. Uh, swipe left. I agree with you, Marcus. Uh, do you? I won't be around you, but do you. But do you. Have fun. Get out of here. though, what if your daughter is like, you know, I don't like this whole like shaving my underarms thing, Dad. I'm not going to do it. You would just be like, all right, do you? And I'm not going to be around you? Uh, t- depends on the age. Uh, right now, what if she said it right now? Right now, 13 is different, man. 13, you just got to, there's a lot of stuff going on at 13. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Paris is what, in her late 20s? She's like 25, right? Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she's grown. She knows what she's doing. Do what you got to do, girl. Like, it's a self-expression for you, whatever it is. Again, I don't have to be around you, but... Right. Hey. Doesn't have to be my thing, but it's no, your thing. Exactly. So it's cool. Okay. Uh, next one. A mom influencer was stunned when a video of herself bouncing her baby on an airplane went viral the way that it did. So in this video, uh, she shared on Instagram a clip of herself rocking her four-month-old daughter on a plane near an emergency exit row. And people got really mad at her about it. People were commenting online saying how ticked they were that this woman was taking up a space in an exit row of a plane to rock her daughter. So I don't know who has an issue with this, but a lot of people did. And I think it's pretty ridiculous. Would you guys have a problem if you were sitting in an exit row, you paid extra for that seat, and some lady walked over there and started bouncing her baby? Would you have an issue with that? Beto, swipe left or swipe right? Mm. Remember, you paid extra for that seat. And she didn't. Nope. She just walked over there to bounce her baby so it doesn't cry. Yeah, I got an issue. I swipe right. I got the issue because I do pay for the upgrade to the exit row. Like, you know, whether I use my points or whether I pay on my own, I always get the exit row. And usually because nobody sits in the middle for exit rows. So you have that extra space right there. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to come over and you're going to have the crying kid next to me, Nah, like, you got to go. You got to go. Go back to your seat. Cry over there. Like, don't bring it over here. So I'm I'm watching the video here. I, I see the video here. And, like, it isn't like the exit row where there's another seat in front of you, though, right? It's the exit row where it's like there's a whole bunch of space and then the jump seat. And, like, it's like 
almost the front door of the plane. Correct. But those people that are in the exit row did have to pay money for those seats. I get that. And like another $81. That's in that, I guess it's sort of annoying, but it, it would be different if it was just like the regular exit row where there's like a seat and there's like that, that much space. Like there's a whole, like whatever. I'm probably watching something How on my she tablet. Can't stay in her seat. I'm watching something on my she's tablet. Trying to, she's just, I mean, you can't tell me that you've never been on a plane where a lady's trying to like keep her baby quiet. So she's walking up and down. Okay. You know? Walking up and down is different. From sitting but down she's, next to but me. she's, she's sit, sitting, standing in the exit row where other people paid money to sit in those seats. But she can't sit in her seat. I guess not because she wants to wrap the baby. I mean, I, that doesn't give you a whole lot of space. How many of these people though would also be upset? I pay eighty-one bucks for extra space. How many of these folks would also be upset though with a crying baby? Right? Like if if That's, the baby was crying and making a, a scene and making a fuss, these people would be like, "Shut that baby up!" Like, how many people would be upset That's about true. that? That's a good no, point. You know, if your baby's crying and I'm next to you, because as soon as the lady walks in with the baby next to me, like Damn, you just you I'm, sort of know you, you know what you're you in gotta, for. You got to wear it. So, but so, if if I see the baby on the back of the plane, all of a sudden you brought the baby to me. Like, yo, 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 yo. Then we got problems. Go back to your seat. Well, that's what one guy said. Like, one of the commenters said, hard no, you can bounce your sweet baby in the back of the plane. I'd be ticked as a passenger that was forced to watch you bounce, especially if I paid extra for that seat. Someone else said, if I was sitting in that exit row and paid for the extra leg room, I'd be so mad with this happening right in front of me the whole flight. So Mm -hmm. I guess a lot of people, and they're calling her selfish. People were getting mad. And I don't know. I feel like... Anytime, you know, we, we had this conversation the other I mean, day. I do have sympathy for having a crying baby on the plane. Cool, but don't bring it to my section. <laughs> we had this conversation the other day about uh, kidless flights, which or do kidless it. sections of the flights, which I am all in for. Yep. I don't care if I paid extra for all that leg room and some lady's baby was crying and she came up next to me and bouncing the baby right there in that seat kept it quiet. I'd be fine. How does a kidless section of an airplane work? So I guess they try, they're trying it in this, I forget the name of the airline, but. uh, From Netherlands to Curacao. Yeah. And it's basically like, I don't know, maybe like the next section after first class or whatever, where they've got. 30 or 40 seats or whatever, where there's like a, a wall. I was gonna say, is there, I, that was my question. Is there a wall? Yeah, there's a wall slash divider or whatever. I guess the idea is they're going to make sure that the, the kids stay in the back of the plane. But so it's like, cause I was like, how do they, you know, sound travels? Well, yeah, but right? if you're in a, if you're in the back of a plane, there's a good chance you're not going to hear a crying baby in the front of the plane. Well, I mean, that was, that was, I guess my point. Cause you know, I'm old enough to remember when you could smoke on airplanes, but they had like a smoking section as though the smoke right. would Is somehow magically yeah. stop at a certain row right. or whatever and not go through the whole plane. Mm-hmm. I mean, one other thing too about like the kid list and like, you know, the babies crying and stuff. How many people let their children, you know, ages seven to 10 or whatever, sit there on their iPads or their phones or whatever without headphones on? Like, what are you doing? No, that's another one. Right? What are you that's doing? Just no, generally, uh, just don't put headphones that, on. That applies to grownups too. Right. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. That's but, not just an, a kid thing. That's an everybody thing. I was on a flight recently where there was like a ten-year-old kid probably, and the flight attendant went over to him and was like, "Um, you need to be wearing headphones. You can't play that out loud." And she's like, "Well, I can't. I can't find his headphones, or I forgot his headphones, or whatever the case was." And then the flight attendant brought over the headphones because you know they have them. Yeah. And she's like, "Those don't fit in the phone." And like they got into a whole fight. And I was like, "Lady." That, like that's your fault. That's your yeah, problem. Yeah, that's kind of your bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's your bad. That's on you. All right, so yeah, that's it for Radio Tinder. All right, Radio Tinder brought to you by Tequila Mandala. Celebrate with Tequila Mandala, award-winning artist. Seven ten ESPN. Sedano and Cap. Last day of vacation for the guys. Actually, George 
on the ACC Network calling Syracuse and Colgate. Cappy, enjoying some well-deserved days off. The guys will be back on Tuesday. Beth Duran and Marcus Grant from the NFL Network Fantasy Czar here. And we've been asking you to send in your questions, and we're going to rip right through them. Beth and Whittier says, Marcus, 12-team PPR league. If I'm drafting 12th, should I go running back QB with those first two picks, given the depth of wide receiver this year? I Just because I mentioned wide receiver tends to, to thin out really quickly, I would either go wide receiver running back in some order or wide receiver wide receiver. If you insist on taking a quarterback in the second round, uh, I would try to pair him with, with a wide receiver. So, like, you know, I don't know, a, a, I'm trying to think what you would do, maybe a Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen sort of pairing, something like that. Right. Big E, any rookie QBs worth taking? Anthony Richardson, probably the only one worth taking just because he could run for about seven, 800 yards. That alone is good enough to get him somewhere near the top 10 or 12. All right. Uh, yo, Marcus, I have Hill, Wilson, and ARSB. Do I try to trade one for an RB1, an 18 PPR league? I don't know that you're going to get an RB1 that is going to be enough value for what you got. I mean, I, I would rather hold on to those three wide receivers and find yourself a decent running back in the draft. All right. 12th pick, what do I do? Uh, be wise. Uh, like I said, 12th <laughs> pick, I, I would really try to, I, I would try to double up on wide receivers. A lot of times there, you can maybe get yourself a, a CD Lamb, AJ Brown pairing. Uh, if you want to go wide receiver or a wide receiver running back, you can get, you know, a AJ Brown, Tony Pollard in the second round, somebody like that. But I, I think you at least got to get one good wide receiver with those two picks. All right. From Rich, should I order pizza and wings for my draft party? Or should I go fancy with little Smokies and some cheese cubes? No, man. Pizza and wings. <laughs> Don't be bougie. Just get some pizza and wings. Oh, damn. I wanted to. <laughs> hey, uh, Rich, invite me over, bro. I'll be there. We're going to have uh, shrimp tacos on mine. We're gonna be ready to That's go. actually kind of yeah. – I'm showing up for that. Yeah. Tim Redondo, come on through, man. All right. There it is. Uh, Marcus G is where you want to follow him on Twitter. So with some good questions coming through there, we have, we'll take a couple more on the social media account. All right. QBs, who am I drafting? Uh, your, your top four for me are Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, there are probably eight guys though that I think could be really, really solid, but I like trying to get, you know, Lamar Jackson where I can, maybe, uh, a Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, I think is going to have a really great year. All right. Where do I take Herbert? What rounds? Herbert's probably around five or six right now. Herbert around five or six. What about Burrow? Uh, Burrow probably around that same. They're, they tend to go right near each other, those two guys. Okay. How soon do I take a quarterback? I would not take a quarterback before round three. That's the absolute earliest I would take before one. Before round three. I'm writing all this down and I'm going to show it with my fantasy draft on Sunday with this sheet of paper. All right. Yeah. And like, when you, like, tweet me your roster too so I can, uh, you Ooh, know, give you, a, give you a grade. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I would not take one before round three. I tend to wait, like, like I said, till round, you know, five if I can and see if I can get one there. From JG, what do I do with freaking Jonathan Taylor? Pray. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I've gotten increasingly worried about him as we've gotten closer to the season. He's unhappy with the Colts. This ankle injury might be more serious than, than we originally intended, originally believed. And you just get this feeling that, you know, he'll come back and he'll play. But if something happens, if he tweaks the ankle or he tweaks a hamstring, Maybe he's not super motivated to get back on the field because he doesn't like the way Indianapolis has treated him right now. All right. From long live. Have you ever traded a fantasy draft pick? How does that work? Uh, I have. Um, 
it's a little bit harder, like especially if you're trading like I in what we call dynasty leagues, where you kind of keep the same team for year after year. You can trade future draft picks. It's a little bit harder because you know you want to make sure you're getting really, really good value. But you can do it. You can try to get yourself, say, a, a good wide receiver or running back, and maybe package a couple of picks later on in the draft uh, and see if that works. All right, that's Marcus G M A R C A S G is where you want to follow him on Twitter. Uh, you can ask these questions later on too, also. Uh, you know what, Tortuga Borracho, even though you're going to tweet us from the Travis and Sleek community, we'll still take the question. He says, Travis Kelsey or Austin Eckler? I would go Kelsey. Oh. Just because the, again, the gap between him and the second best tight end is so big, I would rather have that advantage. All right, give me your five running backs. Uh, my top five running backs, I like Austin Eckler uh, as my number one running back, followed by Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I would go Saquon Barkley. Uh, Nick Chubb, and mm, let's go, let's go Bijan Robinson at five. Although I, I don't think I'm as excited about him as a lot of people are. I think the hype is getting rookie, a little huh? bit, the hype's getting a little bit too much for Bijan right now. Okay. All right. So the receiver so far from Marcus, he earlier he said it, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, CD Lamb. QBs, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Lamar. Jackson, who was the other one? Uh, I think my number five quarterback right now is probably Joe Burrow. Burrow, all right. But you don't take him to about the fifth, sixth round. Yeah. All right. Running backs, Eckler, McCaffrey, Saquon, Chubb, Bijan. Where do you take Travis Kelsey at? Is he a first-rounder? He's a first-round pick. He's probably going off the board right around five or six. Okay. Number one pick, who are you taking? Justin Jefferson. Just because no hesitation, no hesitation. We are living in a in a points per reception world. That is what most leagues are right now, and he's a guy that you know you can you can lock him in for a hundred catches. You can lock him in for you know fifteen, sixteen hundred yards, a good number of touchdowns. He for me is hands down the number one pick. Damn. Then who goes number two? Jamar Chase. And then number three. That's where I would probably go Eckler, but you can go Eckler, you can go McCaffrey, you can go Tyreek Hill. There are options at three. When do I draft the defense? Yeah, I would wait till one of the last couple picks. Okay. When do I draft the kicker? Maybe the last pick. Do I have to? You don't have to. That's the thing. I, in a lot of drafts, I won't draft a kicker. I'll try to take maybe a, a young wide receiver or running back, see what happens. Because, you know, if I gotta draft a, if I gotta pick up a kicker, like, I'll just probably drop the last pick in the draft anyway to pick up the kicker. Alright, so JG writes back, mind you, he's DMing me. Uh, we drafted two weeks ago. Thanks for asking. Tell him I need a better answer than that. <laughs> I need a better answer than well, that. Well, you already drafted. What does it matter? You know what you need? You need to trade that. You, you gotta like start it. over again. Yeah. You need a better answer. We need a better draft from you, JG. <laughs> you need to step it up here, man. That's uh, Marcus Grant on Bethel Duran on 710 ESPN Sedano and Cap will be back next week. Thankfully, because I need some days off. I'm not used to working this much. You sound winded. Dude, I did my invoice today for the month of August. Mm-hmm. I, Almost worked every day. Wow, look at you. I'm trying to work less. Look at you, big pimpin'. No, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. I mean, I love Lindsay, I love Funch, and I love the station, but the lifestyle that I have, I played zero golf this month. Mm. Not good for That's me. That's unfortunate. Very. The good thing is we live in Southern California where there's still plenty of good golf weather. Yeah. You could yeah. live like somewhere like on the East Coast where like the golf season's pretty much ending soon. No, no, I'm, but, but it's, the point is, I should be able to say, no, I don't want to play golf today. I'm saying, no, I have to work. This isn't right. This mm. isn't conducive. Yeah. Your choices are being taken away from you. That's not fair. You know what's not fair? What's that? The fact that I get to work with you. 
Because that means I have the fancy cheat sheet. Oh, look at that. Look at that. So I have my boy Edgar, who's like, we just got done uh, drafting right now. You have to do a shot if you pick the same guy. Well, pay attention, guy. He uh, he also says Chase and Jefferson first two picks. Good? Yeah. Wait, he got Chase with his first two picks? That's amazing. He said Chase, Jefferson, first two picks. I had the 11th, so I had to go to Kelsey. Oh, all right. There you go. And then now he's going to wrap it up, and they're going to have Banda there. So there's the way to do it, Edgar. All right. More of Marcus Grant and Beth Durant. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Lindsay. We're going to talk to Funch. We're going to figure things out. We got Estrella Jalisco in the fridge. I might have to go pop one open right now, because now that I've been fed, I feel better. There it is. And the Dodgers play the Braves tonight. The gutty little Dodgers. The gutty little underdog <laughs> Dodgers, Lindsay. Uh, high school football is coming up. SC tomorrow against Nevada. UCLA against Coastal Carolina is a heavy football Labor Day weekend. You're listening to 710 ESPN.